Welcome back to the Metal Exchange. Justin and Chris here with you for another week. How you doing, bud? Good, good. I um, I'm looking forward to talking about this album. It's I think you might be surprised at what I have to say. I'm curious because uh, you know it's it's not the greatest of circumstances under which we're talking about it. And again, I, I kind of mentioned it. Um, at the end of our episode last week that, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a tribute to uh, the late drummer of the band who passed away, uh, Tor Peterson, who passed away um, in a car accident not not terribly long ago, about a week or so ago. Uh, so I thought it would be a nice tribute to him. Um, and I just think it's a very, very interesting band and an interesting album uh, for a number of reasons, which which obviously we'll get we'll get into. But before we uh, before we get there, lots of positive feedback from our two most recent interviews with John Macaluso and Olaf Thorson. I uh, a lot of people had reached out and, and we got some messages uh, on our Reddit page, on our Facebook page, just and some private messages as well. We were I was blown away by the by the positive feedback. Some people would just seem to be really, really into the interviews. So we'll, we'll continue to try to get some of these uh conversations, if you will, in the future, because like I said, if, if that's what people want to hear, we can obviously do this every Monday, but we'll we'll try to pump out that bonus material as well. Absolutely. I, I, it's as much as I enjoy doing these, uh, these episodes, the, the, the conversations that we've had with some of these folks uh, really just, um, it just makes, it makes all the effort uh, and all the time just worth, worth every, every second. So, um, just an, uh, another thanks to to uh, Olaf Thorson for joining us uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I, I I thought once we actually got his microphone working, it was a very <laughs> wonderful uh, conversation, and I thought he was very generous with his time, and and uh, it was just very cool. And and we've gotten some some uh, a lot of good feedback about the uh, John Macaluso interview as well. Um, I mean. He just uh, he just really commands a room, doesn't he? He um, he can tell a story. There's no question about it. And I, I personally got quite the kick out of him and Olaf basically telling the same story about one another. I just I, I thought that was absolutely hysterical. So kudos to both of them. Thanks again for joining us. Um, you know, it's it's funny. We uh, you know I, I look at this list and, and we have this growing list of requests, and obviously we're we're doing one of them next week, and and I, as I look to the list, I'm I'm starting to think we're getting a little bit behind. But I, I want them to keep coming. I want the social media I- interactions to keep coming because it obviously helps. Um, we enjoy it, and it obviously um, shows us, you know, kind of w- where everyone's head is at. That's listening out there, and there are quite a few uh, of you at this point. So thank you to all of you. Uh, one other thing, and I, I think it's worth mentioning, if. Um, if there is something else you want to hear or, or other uh, directions you want us to take it in, we are certainly open to suggestions. So definitely, definitely keep that stuff uh, coming. And, and obviously, we want to hear from everybody because we, we know you're out there. So leave us a positive review. I'll just say that up front because it helps other people find the show. And, uh, you know, with, with that, I, I want to ask you the, the question that I kind of always lead with. What did you listen to this week? And, and did anything kind of jump out you out at you or was there anything new that you heard? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I listened to the, uh, the new Battle Beast album again today, which, uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. I, I got to listen to this Moron Police album, I, I think five times. Um, 
uh, Dawn of Solace dropped their Flames of Perdition album, which I know you spoke highly of. That dropped today. I uh, haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, but I'm looking forward to that. And uh, and uh, and the ever-consistent Amorphous uh, released a new single today, On the Dark Waters, and that's going to be on their upcoming Halo album, which we're all looking forward to, I, I think. so. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I the uh, that laundry list of bands and albums and singles from last week pretty much probably should cover us for the rest of the month. Yeah, I, I, we, it was overwhelming. I'll, I'll tell you something funny about the Amorphous single, which was fantastic, by the way. I mean, the, the model of consistency, right? In conjunction with the release of this single, a Finnish watch company called Pook Watches, that's P-O-O-K Watches, are actually releasing a limited edition amorphous watch, which I thought was really, really interesting. I will not say I'm a watch collector, although I wish I was. I, I, I enjoy a lot of these smaller watch companies that have come out over the last, you know, 15 or 20 years. Um, I've, you know, bought a, a, a couple here and there, and there's just something about kind of supporting these micro manufacturers that I enjoy. But I was shocked to find out that they were actually having a, quote, amorphous on the dark waters watch that that's available for purchase. So if you're into watches or you're into amorphous, uh, I encourage you to go to pookwatches.com and check it out at the very least. I thought it was a really interesting concept. And it's kind of got this like dark yellow slash it's more like a brownish face um, that's kind of brighter in the middle and then kind of gets darker as you go out from there. It's just a really kind of cool concept i so very very commendable i don't know that i'm going to be getting it but at the same time it was nice to see that's a very cool collectible item i think i'm just gonna take an old amorphous album cover and just put it on my apple watch face and call it a day. It's the, the luxury of, of of having the apple watch um, speaking so- of collect- collector's items i, I kind of forgot i th- figured i'd throw this in there but um power quest is re-releasing their uh first album uh wings of forever on vinyl um, I think it's going to be released either February or March, but there's only a limited number. So uh, you, if you want to grab one, I would get on that. Uh, I would get on that really, really quick. Um, it I, seems to be selling well. The band was saying that like they're they're really kind of like pushing a lot of these out, which is great. Yeah. Um, there's a um, you know your classic black vinyl, but there's also this really cool marble colored uh, vinyl, which is the one that I um, I pre-ordered. I just thought it was uh, it was really cool looking, um, and you know compared to like what Sabotage has been charging for their um, vinyl re-releases, I think that this is a um, a, a lot more uh, reasonably priced. Um, it's a little pricey, the shipping part of it, just because it's it's shipping a vinyl record from overseas. But uh, I couldn't resist. So um, if that's something that interests you, uh, head on over to power-quest.co.uk and head over to the shop and grab yours because um, actually the the vinyl the 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 marble ones already sold out. Um, believe it or not, really? I'm looking at the site now, but there's still um, there's still a black uh, vinyl available. Um, they're only uh, making 150 copies. I don't know if that's 75 each or 150 each, but um, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a pretty pretty rare item, and uh, 
being that I wasn't a fan of the band yet when the album was initially released, this is kind of be my way of uh, getting a pre-order of <laughs> Wings of Forever for the first time. So nice. Uh, I like. I, know it'll I love be on this, this kind of stuff. I know it'll be on display for. I know where you keep your records, so I, I know what's going to be on display the second this comes in from overseas. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. I I, I love stuff like this. It's just uh, it's neat. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, that marble one's already sold out. Um, just super cool looking. So, uh, but you know, it's still time to grab that that black vinyl. So, nice. Go for it. Uh, a couple, a couple of uh, new songs that I heard. One album and one song that I heard this week. I think they're both are kind of worth mentioning. One of my favorite up and coming bands, and I guess at this point they have a bunch of albums under their name, but the last two albums in particular by a band called Defecto, uh, a Danish metal quartet, which has been just releasing some of my favorite material of the last bunch of years. They came out with a new single called Ball of Hatred. And when I hear new Defecto, I immediately get excited. So I, I had to check this out. Very, very good tune. Very heavy. Uh, a little more progressive, I would say, than the last album for a band that's not really a progressive band, but they have some progressive tendencies. And a lot of the material sounds different from um, other stuff you've heard, but definitely we'll be posting that during the week. And another band, which I was not familiar with at all, but a band that has a number of albums under their uh, discography, and that's a band called Dust in Mind. They're a French band. Uh, with a female singer, kind of industrial sounding, but, you know, still in that, like, uh, you know, I guess, I don't want to say female fronted genre, because I think that that doesn't really describe much of anything, but it, we'll just call it like industrial sound with, with a really cool female singer on top of it. And their new album is called CTRL. Uh, and I thought the whole album was really good. I, I There's one song in particular, um, Synapses, which I thought was just really, really good. Um, the single had come out last year. The album may have even come out last year as well. But I, I was just really impressed by uh, by this album. I, I guess I missed it last year. I don't know if it would have made the top 50 or anything like that. But it was just something that I recently kind of stumbled upon. And I, I thought it was worth mentioning. You might like it. I don't think you've heard of these guys. But I think there's enough of a... There's enough hooks there that I think you might be into it as well. So I, I'll try to post that this week as well. Well, you know me. I'm a classic hooker. Yeah, there you go. If I, if, if I wanted you hooked, you'd be hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard. I've, I've heard that. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely get that out there. But to the reason why we are here, uh, a Norwegian band, a Norwegian prog rock slash prog metal slash We'll get to all the different genres they're going to cover because this album in about 33 minutes covers a lot. Uh, this album, A Boat on the Sea, came out in 2019. It was released August 16th of 2019. Uh, it's basically four guys that are in the band. Uh, Sandre, the singer, Lars, who does the keyboards and the Hammond and the grand piano and some of the percussion as well. Uh, again, Tor Peterson, who has recently passed on drums, and Christian Steen on bass with some other hired guns that play all sorts of instruments, which I'm sure we'll be getting to momentarily. This album, uh, I remember it when it came out in 2019. I had never heard of them, and I was shocked at all the different stuff that was just thrown onto this eight-song album, and much to my Surprise, there was actually a bonus track, which I heard for the first time earlier today. I'll talk about that at the end. 
when did you first hear of these guys? Was it when I had probably sent you one of their songs or something like that? Or, or were they on your radar before I had sent them to you? I don't think I had heard of them. Um, my iTunes says that I added this album on January 3rd, 2020. And that was the first uh, Moron Police uh, album that I had uh, purchased. So um, not much longer than you, I, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you had recommended this so highly that... Um, or, or maybe it was on your best, your best of 2019 list, and I just said, "Oh, if it's if it's on your list, then I should just listen to the whole album." And uh, so this was uh, something that that I thought was fascinating from the first time that I heard it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm somewhat of a new fan. I guess that their first album came out in 2012, so they they have been around for 10 years now. Yeah, this this was definitely on my my best of uh, best of list that year. I think it was in the top twenty five, if I'm not mistaken. I, I I I'm looking at the list now. It's somewhere around twenty or twenty five. Um, it, it, the word I would use to describe this was refreshing, refreshing, and another word would be uplifting. It is Prague. There is no question about it. I mean, it is all over the place uh, in terms of style in terms of uh vocal approach i mean literally all over the place and we'll, we'll get into it but at the same time it's so tight and so cohesive and just so uplifting that it's it was refreshing to hear prog sound like this uh, it's 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 almost hard to describe what it is that you're hearing when you listen to this so Nonetheless, I'm just might as well just dive right into it because I can't think of any other way to do it justice other than I heard it for the first time in 2019. I've been playing it since then, and then I went back and checked out the older stuff, um, which is good as well. But this album, I really think that they kind of hit their stride, and obviously the new EP, which I had mentioned a couple of months ago, is very good as well. I hope that the band continues uh, in the absence of Mr. Peterson, but at the same time... Um, He's gonna have to. It's gonna be tough shoes to fill because he's quite. He's quite impressive keeping this whole project kind of cohesive with with him. You know, drumming in the background. Uh, the album. Uh, before we even get into the songs, I want to make a mention about the cover art because that's not something we talk about a lot usually on this podcast. Much but to Mike's chagrin. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, apparently, that's one of the recommendations we had. Talk about the cover art. Well, I'm gonna do it this week, Mike. So thank you. Uh, a boat on the sea has one of the best covers I've ever seen for any album. It is, simply put, beautiful. It's vibrant colors, almost cartoony, and it's just like a whole ecosystem on, on an album cover. I, I, you know, and, and obviously there's a boat on the sea and all this other stuff uh, filled with a bunch of Easter eggs that, that pertain to the album on the cover. And it's if you haven't seen it, it is obviously worth seeing. I dug a little bit deeper to find out who did this and what, you know, where, where the inspiration came for the album art. And I found out that it was basically made by an artist uh, named Dulk. And I obviously had no idea who that was, but his name is Antonio Donat. And he's basically a Valencian artist. And he's got quite a uh, array of um, 
pieces like this to his collection. And he's, he's, he's really kind of making a name for himself uh, in, in the urban art and mural painting world. Uh, and, and I just love, love, love his stuff. Uh, his website alone is worth checking out just to see the different pieces of, of art that this guy has had. I, I sent you a link earlier today just because I knew I was going to mention mention this guy and his artwork. But um, really fascinating stuff. I think you'd agree. Yeah, um, this is one of those. This is one of those covers where, if you bought it on CD, it, it wouldn't be doing it justice. Like, go, you know, speaking of vinyl, like this is the kind of album you want to own on vinyl, just because of that cover art should be displayed a, as largely as possible because it's so colorful and there's so much going on. It, it almost kind of has like a Tim Burton esque kind of uh, yes. vibe to it. Um, uh, it's just super cool. Like this is something that I could totally, I would buy a poster of, you know, and just hang it on the wall. It's just very, uh, very cool. I'm glad that you decided to shine a spotlight on it because it's it definitely deserving. And and looking back on their previous, you know, album covers and the, the EP that followed this album, it, it, it's obviously they take a lot of care in in their cover art, which is. A great thing, I think. Yeah, and I think in the world of, of what we see with a lot of other artists where, you know, they're obviously appealing to the metal side and all that other stuff. This was just really refreshing and something different. And I'm happy that they were supporting this, uh, this this I guess we'll say up-and-coming artist who's, who seems to have gotten over pretty big at this point. But definitely worth mentioning, uh, you know, just from the looks of it, it was, it was enough of an album – cover where it, it was intriguing to me because I wanted to hear what this band was because I remember seeing the album art and being like, what is this? This is this is definitely something unique and, and, and the album certainly is. It opens with a song called Hocus Pocus and very different from some of the other Hocus Pocus songs we may have heard in the past by some other bands, but uh, I, I'm just <laughs> curious... <laughs> exactly. And that Halloween cover still resonates with me to this day. Uh, thanks. Shout out to Brian, who I'm sure is not listening, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> tell, tell me when you hear this first track and it's, it's really an intro of sorts. You know, I don't want to call it a, a short song, but it's a minute and 20 seconds. What do you, what are your like in, initial reactions to this? Because it's just so different. Uh, yeah, it kind of, um, it's it's i don't think it it's like a good um how do i want to put this it, it i don't think it really prepares you for what's to come it's kind of it's short it's um it's very uh very mellow like just kind of eases you into to to things um because because the first like full length track is like this that's where all the like the wacky chaotic prog stuff comes in and, and you know who says prog can't be fun because the, uh, this band is out to show you that yes it can be and i, I saw this great short <laughs> quote on uh on band camp and it just says it's weird but in a good way and i can't think of a better way to describe <laughs> this this whole proceeding this album is just uh i I just, I enjoyed this so much. Um, like, I wish prog music was like this all the time because it's, to me, it's so, even though it's has all that kind of quirkiness to it, um, it's, I find it to be so accessible where prog can be such a, a, 
such a, a struggle for me at times. This is just this was so easy to just digest for me. I I, I love the. Um, I think that the the first full length track, the Phantom Below, it just comes in and it's just like you, this is pretty much what you're getting with this band. This track like this, it's just a, a wonderful. There's it it reminds me there, there's parts of the more fun side of Haken I hear yes, in, in yes. this. Um, I, the vocals remind me a lot of Damian Wilson at a lot of points. Um, I'll, it reminds me of somebody else, which I'll mention when we get to the song, but um, like most of the time it's kind of like this Damian Wilson esque with a little bit of Ross Jennings sprinkled in, but um, it, it's just, I don't know how, it, I guess like you said before, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's just like this kind of like jazzy, proggy, fun, like it's not that kind of like meandering, um, you know, droning on. Like these these are like, the, the longest track is just under seven minutes and most of the songs are between three minutes and, and four and a half. Um, so they're just nice and, and in and out. Like this is lovely. Like, I was when I found out that they came out with an EP after this. I was so excited to to get a hold of it, and um, I think that going forward, I'm I'm just hopefully if they release more material, um, this will be a band that I just will be excited about whenever there's new material. I I love this track, The Phantom Below. Just I'm listening to it right now, and it just it just puts me in such a good mood. It's just it's just you say something now <laughs> with all these bands that kind of have that orchestral introductory track and it just leads into the to the rest of the album this was refreshing there's vocals in this in, in this introductory track the production is just crystal clear and it just kind of wets the palate but at the same time you have no idea where this is going because it it, it takes a turn and i love it and, and as you mentioned with the phantom below i also i heard haken here the, the the beginning section before the vocals kick in has like techno elements to it, which I thought was really, really cool with these atmospheric keyboards in the background. Um, they use brass, which is like screams, thank you, scientist or reign of Kindo, which I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, there's disco on this track that I can hear. Um, and, and the verses just so show off the singer's versatility so much. But with those choruses that have the hooks that we talked about, I want to be hooked. I got hooked by this. I mean, it was just really, really good. And then you look at the track listing and you say to yourself, how is it that, how is it the Phantom Below is four minutes and 12 seconds? It feels like two minutes, but they cram about 15 minutes worth of material in there. And somehow it doesn't get old. And I got to be honest with you. It's not even close to being my favorite track on the album, but yet it's really, really good. And who doesn't love like a soprano sax solo towards the end? I mean, it's just like so quirky and so much fun. Great stuff. Just like really, really good stuff. And, and like I said, probably not one of my top five albums or five songs on, on this relatively short release, but it's, it's a perfect introductory track. Um, or, or like a first full length track on the album. I think it's, I think it's great for what it is. Yeah, and it could have been like a nine or ten minute song if they wanted to drag it out, and they didn't. They didn't have to. Like it's, I kind of like the the succinctness of you know most of these tracks. It's just kind of like what you know why repeat the same thing over and over again in a slightly different way when we can just get the point across in in you know 
wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, see you later, and on to the next song. I mean, I, I, when you when you had mentioned that we were going to uh, review this album this week, I, I, I don't know what, I guess I just didn't remember that how short it was. Like, it was a, such a easy listen. I um, Earlier today, I had to... Um, I had to go get um, fingerprints taken because uh, for a background check that um, I'm getting done for something with work. And uh, I did drive about 20, 20 minutes away from the house and I put this album on. And by the time I got home, I had to put something else on before <laughs> I even got to the driveway. So like it was a perfect jump in the car and run errands kind of album you listen the whole thing knock it out um but it's nice like sometimes you put on some of these cds and don't get me wrong i I love some of these longer albums but you put on something that's 62 minutes long and it's like it takes you a couple of listens to to get through it only because you really don't have the time to sit there and listen to stuff for an hour uh this one you can kind of get through and even though it's 33 minutes it feels like 10 minutes i mean it really goes by very very fast um the next track is called the invisible king if I had to choose the worst track on the album, this would be it. It's just not my favorite. But that being said, it's a cool song. It kind of starts with this very radio-friendly vocal intro before it kind of slows down. There's a spoken word interlude, which is not my favorite. But then again, the lyrics on the whole are very introspective. Good chorus, phenomenal bridge. And one of the heavier songs on the album, there's a riff that kind of permeates this entire song. I... I I'm a fan of the riff. Um, a good song, but probably my least favorite on the album. I, I would be very curious to see how you how you kind of like this one. It, the the beginning, the vocals at the beginning reminded me of Volbeat. Like it had kind of really? that Volbeat kind of twi- like that kind of twangy, almost country ish vocals. Like my girlfriend asked me if I was listening to country music when this song <laughs> came on the other day. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. There's songs I like more than this one for sure. Um, but it, it's, I, I, I like it. I, I, I think it's kind of, uh, I don't like it as much as the, the, the previous, previous song, song, but, um, yeah, it's, I think it's still a, a pretty, pretty good song. I'm not, I, uh, to, 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 if I'm just going to be honest, I'm, there, there aren't any songs I disliked on this. Oh so. yeah, I agree. To me, this is like the, this, this to me was like the start of a slow build towards the second half of the album. Um, again, not that, not that I disliked it. I just, I feel like it goes right into Beware the Blue Skies, which I really, really enjoyed. And, and this track had some stuff going on, which was just like shocking to me. It's the same pace as the prior song, but the way that the vocals are employed, I hear Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, it's like bananas. I couldn't believe the way he uses the vocals to kind of just quickly get through the verses. And then again, it just continues to build and build and build. It doesn't really have a chorus. It just kind of, it's just like this ever flowing song that has these small instrumental breaks throughout it. And it makes me kind of want to dance, which is like, it's not something I ever want to do, but this makes me want to get up and move. And the vocals kind of go up and down the ladder like an Ingve arpeggio, which is like really weird to describe it because it's so, I mean, not something you would ever describe vocals, but that's how <laughs> it is with the vocals kind of going up and down the ladder. Really, really tight. Yeah, well, there you go. Really, really, really tight drumming. Um, and, and this, you know, really made me kind of sentimental in a way. And it almost reminded me of the way that Mark Zander from 
who used to play on all those classic Fates Warning albums, played his drums with that very, very just tight, succinct hitting of the notes. And then it was like on to the next one. And then when you think you've heard it all, it has this like interlude towards the end, which is like Calypso. I mean, like (laughs) what is going on here? But it's just, you know, other than the harmonica solo on this song, it's just amazing. Like I, I, I can't really describe it other than it was such a nice contrast to the prior song, but it just blends into one another. I, I think that was uh, very well said. I love any song that just starts out with keyboards going on, like um, with this nice, like brisk pace. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything I could say that you didn't already say. I like this song a lot. It's just, the, I agree with you about the whole, like wanting to make you get up and dance. Like this is one of those albums where you just find yourself like with your, your leg bouncing up and down. I mean, I have restless leg syndrome, so my leg bounces up and down when I'm listening <laughs> to Leprous, but I mean, <laughs> it, it's still like, you know, even if you don't have restless leg syndrome, you're going to think that you do if you listen to this album. For, for me, the next track, which is the shortest of the full length tracks, the dog song really is kind of the start of the second half of the album. Um, this one's a fun one. And, and obviously shout out to, uh, shout out to your two dogs, the mascots for, for the podcast. Um, <laughs> this, this is, this is a shout out to them. This song is very, very popish. Uh, like I can almost hear it on the radio, except this would never in a million years be on the radio. A beautiful chorus, amazing uh, acoustic guitar almost has a bit of a folk feel, like almost like Prague Elevati, which is like a band we covered not so long ago. Weird. Um, but I, I love this song. And and I, the one thing I can say is I just couldn't take the smile off of my face every time I heard this particular track. Yeah, um, I like this song a lot too. It, it definitely has a very um, whimsical, folky kind of, folksy kind of uh, jam to it. I... I, I I wonder if, if Knops would agree. This sounds like, I don't know, this, this sounds like something that our, our friend Matt, who we, who we, are, you know, went to college with, this reminds me of something he would really dig, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll let me know when he listens to the episode, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, my hopes were high cause it was called the dog song, but it lived up to the, lived up to the hype. A dog it was not. Um, fantastic song. I'm going to let you do the honors and get to Captain Awkward, which is to me one of the – not only is it my favorite title just because I love it. Captain Awkward may as well have been written about me. But short of that, what are your thoughts on this one? Because I, I, I know you thoroughly enjoy this one. I I was like – so they've met Mike. Uh, they wrote a song <laughs> about him. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Mike. Um, this was the song that – I, that grabbed my attention the most the first time I heard the band, and uh, it remains my favorite. It's going to be my track of the week.
it it starts out like with this unassuming kind of like you know little like keyboard kind of ditty and then and then like the the hilarity ensues and just the music just kicks in and it's like this roller coaster ride of of, of just this is one of the most fun prog songs I've ever heard. I, there's just something about it, the way that the 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 way that he goes through the vocals so quickly. Like I don't even know what the hell he's saying. Um, I mean, but, some of the uh, words are made up. I'm going to be honest with you. There are made up words in here, and I don't care because it's that good. He's rapping during these vocals. So we've got calypso, we've got techno, we've got rap, we've got jazz. I mean, we've got folk. We they there is not a genre that they haven't checked off. They're about twenty two minutes into this disc. It's bananas. But yeah, it's it's. Tell me, this isn't like one of the best choruses you've ever heard. Well, this is like tell me you're from Norway without telling me you're from Norway because they're going to the movies and the mountain in the same in the same <laughs> trip. So clearly the movie theater is built into the side of a mountain somewhere outside of Oslo. <laughs> this is like such an epic tune, even though it's not a long song. It's like the most epic five-minute song that, that, that you can kind of get into. And in my opinion, if I was going to see them live, and I hope that one day I do, this is – the song they should close their concerts with and it could have been <laughs> <glad. laughs> yes it, it, it's on the list believe me I, I have I, I there's this beautiful quirkiness here that I love acoustic guitars which are fantastic um, and, and it's just one of those things that when I put on when I played it with headphones earlier today it really popped like I mean it was better than I had I, I knew the song well but it was even better than I remembered it when I put the headphones on the only reason I'm not picking it as my song of the week is because I had a strong feeling you might. Uh, I'm going with the next track, The Undersea. This to me is the third, like a third gem in a row. It's an upbeat rock track. Very, the verses are very, very prog rock. has that Haken feel again to it, but the chorus is just so good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like a lot of dark music that I listen to is just that it's dark. It's depressing. I mean, they, they call certain genres funeral doom metal for, for a reason. This is the complete opposite of that, right? This, this, a, a gorgeous piano solo, but not, you know, no disrespect. This is not like Jordan Rudis where he's just like going off on the, on the thing. There's no wankery here. It's all well-placed. Um, the drums during the bridge almost like get you ready for that big build towards the end, that big final chorus, a really, really short, but uplifting tune. I absolutely love this one. I, I, I'd be curious to see if you have the same opinion. 
Well, if, if this if this is the opposite of funeral doom metal, then this is like wedding happy prog metal because this is like it's like almost like mu- like celebratory music. It's just uh, yeah, I I like this song a lot too. Um, this is uh, another kind of quick one, like the dog song. It's only under three and a half minutes, but um, it, it, they just, man, there's just so much talent here. And, and I, I, it's very impressive to me. And like you said, like it, it's uh, the, the sonically, it's just so clear and, and it just, it's, it's produced and mixed so well. Um, I'm just, I, I just am very, very impressed by this. This is a, uh, a real joy to listen to. But before we get to the final track, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this album was mixed uh, by a gentleman by the name of Mike Watts. Uh, he is apparently from, or he he worked, or he did the mix at Voodoo Studios in Port Jefferson, Long Island, New York, which is like thirty-five minutes or forty-five minutes from my place. And then it just begs the question, why was this Norwegian band having the album mixed on Long Island? I, I'm not really sure, but the guy did a phenomenal job. And like, I'm not familiar with the studios. I'm not a recording artist. But at the same time, of all the places that you could get an album mixed and mastered, they picked a place not far from here, which I just thought was really, really interesting. But they they, they just knocked it out of the park and... um it's just it, it was refreshing to hear, and, and to your point, like it's a, you know it, this is this is marriage prog, I guess. It's just uh, it's whimsical, it's happy, it's it's got everything, but the lyrics are very very introspective, and and that would continue on the last track, isn't it easy? Um, this is like the most epic track, I guess, on the album insofar as it clocks in at almost seven minutes, but um. This one is 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 not only just the longest track, but you you say to yourself, well, how are they going to end this album? They do a very nice job here. It starts with this percussion intro, a very very heavy riff that marries both the guitars and the keyboards, and this is where I hear Leprous. <laughs> to me, this is like Leprous to a T. Whereas the verses are much much softer. The 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 intro and like the the some of the choruses are actually kind of heavy um this is a good piece of music and and it just flies by even though it's only seven minutes and for the first time that i heard there's actually like layered vocals during some of the choruses which are awesome and the kenny g type sax solo again which is just like love me some soprano sax i I don't know how else to say it this is just like really really good stuff and 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 makes me wonder like I know for a fact that this band kind of hit it with this album. And, and even though they're really still underground, I remember reading reviews in Prague magazine and they were like all over this. They just couldn't believe that this had come out in 2019. The future is so bright. I, 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 I hope that they continue. If for no other reason, then I have little doubt that that's what, um, that's what tour would have wanted. But you know, I, I, I just hope that they continue because I think that they could, absolutely crush it on their next release if they if they just take their time and and you know do the right thing yeah i mean listen i'm not i'm not i'm no prog aficionado but um i feel like i've not heard of uh i've not heard a band that's like this there's definitely lots of um there's lots of different influences that are kind of married together um but uh there's there there is a very kind of unique flavor that I get from this and and so yeah I, I really do hope that there's going to be uh, 
more. I, I really need to go back. I think I only got to listen to the EP once or twice. I need to go back and listen to some more of that. And, and out of curiosity, I had to look up this whole Mike Watts situation. And apparently this, this guy, um, is, is a, been producing like alt rock and, and prog rock and prog metal albums since 2002, uh, including um, the Dillinger Escape Pro, uh, Plan and uh, the Deer Hunter. so One of my favorites. I, I had yeah. no idea. It's just uh, – and listen, I'll be honest. I hear a lot of the Deer Hunter in some of this stuff, so that doesn't surprise me. They're a Boston-based – I don't even want to call them prog rock, although they certainly are. It's almost like an indie rock type of thing that they have going on up there. They have some really great albums. Um I'd actually like to cover one of their albums because I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on them. And, and when the time is right, maybe I'll add it to my list. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just interesting to me that like, I don't know, that they hooked up with this guy out in Port Jeff. It was really, really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need, uh, I don't think you need your, your uh, mixing guy to be right there near you. I mean, if, if you can get the job done from wherever you are and you hire the best person for the job and, he clearly did a hell of a job with, with this album. Uh, really good stuff. Um, so you did mention the uh, the bonus track, which Cult I, of um, Tuna. I want to be I, clear I, about that. I, so this, I didn't know about this song until the EP came out um, in November of last year, and I was looking through their, um, I was looking through all their stuff that's on iTunes, just kind of making sure that I had all of it. And sure enough, I see the single for a song called cult of tuna and uh you know it, i'm looking uh, i do a little research and it turns out that it was uh i guess they added it as a bonus track on, on um later releases of this this album um what are your thoughts on cult of tuna okay this was like i said i literally heard this for the first time today Here's what I'm going to say, and, and and never in my life did these words, did I ever think that these words would come out of my mouth. This is the Reign of Kindo meets Steel Panther. I'm not kidding you. I, as I, I think I mentioned, the Reign of Kindo is easily one of my favorite bands in the world. They are top three. I've seen them live countless times. Uh, I love them. The song is 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 Reign of Kindo. The lyrics are Steel Panther, like through and through. I can't believe that they recorded this song. This sounds nothing like the rest of the album, but what a cool bonus track. I I am so happy that I stumbled upon it today. Um, it, well, let's not forget this is a band that had a track called Teabag Your Grandma on their previous that's album. That's true. They, 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 <laughs> you're, 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 you're right. I, I, I should know. I guess that was kind of a, a, a prelude to, to what this would be. All I'm going to say is if you haven't heard the song, look it up and look up the lyrics and I'll let you have at it. You can you can draw your own conclusions. But I think it's a really cool track. Yeah, it's actually like lyrics aside, it's actually a very beautiful song. It's yeah, just yeah, the, it's, it's the lyrics are just kind of ridiculous, but um it's I I think it kind of fits the album like it doesn't feel out of place oddly enough. Um I feels like it actually is a nice way to kind of cap off the album. Um, so, and it kind of gives it a, just a little bit more, uh, length to it. Um, 
you know, because the album was fairly short to begin with. So totally. tack on an extra four minutes of, of more on police. Hell, you could just add the whole new EP to the end of it and you'll have one, you know, probably 60 minute full length, uh, more on police experience. I, I, I like it. I, and I'm curious to know on a scale of one to 10, what are you giving this as our, as our resident power metal fan? Yeah, I, um, this one is, uh, this is an 8.25 for me. It's just, uh, I wish it was a little bit longer, but it, it, it's perfect for what it is. It's just this, um, uh, you know what? It, let me just read some, what somebody else said. Somebody who a, a little bit more uh, worldly than I am, but uh, <laughs> this is very proggy. It reminds you of sunshine and all that's good in the world when compared to the darker overtones of most of their contemporaries. It's catchy, melodic, and stays with you long after you listen. So, I mean, I, 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 that pretty much says it all right there. Um, it, it's it's catchy and it's and it's. And it makes you feel good, and it makes you happy. And and uh, in the last two years, this is kind of the stuff that we all could use, uh, you know, just to shine a little sunshine in an, in an ever uh, cloudy world. I I like it, and that's very well said. To me, it's an eight. I long for more after I hear it. In in so far as like I said, it's about thirty three minutes. Um, I could have used maybe probably another you know two or three tracks at the, at the end of this thing just to kind of beef it up a little bit. But I I love it. It's an album that I continue to play even going back to twenty nineteen. So it's 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 I I definitely enjoy it. And it's one of those things that continues to get better for me. It's not something I get tired of. I I want to go back and listen to it because I enjoy it that much. And I got to be honest with you, it, the the one word I would use here, and it's not a word that I would use often, especially for Prague, but tuna. this is just a fu- <laughs> tuna. And, and the second word would be fun. And that's what this is. This is a fun album. It's it's just a really enjoyable listen. And here's hoping that we can get some more from them in the future. Absolutely. I, I really need, I, I know I grabbed their first two albums, but um, I need to actually go back and, and listen to um, Omnivorous, Sexosaurus, Whorehouse, Charlie's Enormous Mouth, Grand Theft Bovine, and Steve Jobs is Dead, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to say anything else. I think that that puts a nice bow Oh, and up. how did I miss this? This is the best one of all. Stomp that Goomba. <laughs> there you have it. More on police, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, a bunch of new items this week, and, and, and unfortunately, it's like you, you turn around, and I know they say, they say things happen in threes. Unfortunately, it seems like it's happening a lot more than that. Uh, unfortunately, another passing. Frederick Johansson, uh, rhythm guitarist for Dark Tranquility, during many of their, you know, that early run of theirs where they had released so many classic albums in a row, going from their their promo in 1994 up through up through Projector uh, in 1999. Uh, unfortunately, has passed away after a long bout with cancer. So, uh, obviously, our, our condolences to to the Dark Tranquility fans, the family, and obviously. Um, Everyone associated with with Mr. Johansson, uh, you know, just just obviously those those early Dark Tranquility albums were fantastic, and he will be missed uh, for sure. And um, in a little bit of uh, lighter news, uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Waters, uh, the the main man behind Annihilator, who had kind of assumed vocal duties after. Um, 
some time in the band, obviously just, you know, he was their main guitar player. Then their vocalist is actually stepping down uh, as a singer and Stu Block, formerly of Into Eternity and I'll just say it, formerly of Iced Earth, <laughs> is now singing for uh, Annihilator, which is kind of cool. And some tw- and some uh, new albums that are coming out. Megadeth is finally, and I do mean finally, coming out with their new album. Uh, it's going to be their 16th studio album, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. It's scheduled to arrive this summer. I look forward to hearing that. Um, even though I've been let down by much of the new Megadeth material, I, I have a haunting suspicion that this one is going to be quite, quite good. And finally, Arch Enemy has announced their new album, Deceivers. Uh, I have a new single coming out next week. Uh, it's called uh, Handshake with Hell. I'm sure that's going to be another uplifting and fun track. And then ultimately their album, Deceivers, will be out on July 29th. So we look forward to that. Um, thoughts on Deceivers from Hell? <laughs> or oh, Handshakes um, from Hell? I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I know that they've, um, they've released a few singles over the last few months, but in all honesty, I just, uh, haven't, haven't gotten a chance to listen to them. I've never been a huge Arch Enemy fan, although they do have a couple of songs that just, uh, really grab me. Um, but, um, just, uh, I guess to be honest with you, not to go on a, a tangent, but, um, when I first heard Elisa, um, sing with the agonist I, I really enjoyed that she used both um you know growls and clean vocals and i was kind of disappointed i know arch enemy has always been a an all you know growl kind of band but it was i was kind of disappointed because i think she has such a great um you know great clean vocals um it kind of stinks not getting to hear that anymore so maybe i'll just hope that camelot uh, has her come back and do uh do some <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? Some uh, some backing vocals when they go live because that was kind of a cool thing um, that she w- went on tour with Camelot and did the the female death vocals and the female clean vocals as their backing vocals because she could do both. And uh, so yeah, why, just, why uh, hire two when you can have one do the whole thing? Yeah, right? there you go. So there's my little uh, there's my little arch enemy slash agonist slash Camelot tangent. There you go. It was, how have well we not? How have sure. we not done a Camelot album? By the way, can you believe that? Se- I, I can because seventy-seven episodes. I've and- been waiting for you to select one, and I because it was just too easy. Like it was, I knew. I, I, I. Every time you pick an album, I expect it to be the fourth legacy, and it's not uh, that. So good. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Dominion. <laughs> that, there you go. Maybe we can find that. There, find the first vocalist and have him come on with us. Um, but no, next week it is <laughs> it is request week. Uh, it is the first week of February, and we have gotten multiple requests for this band, uh, different albums. But we are going to choose one of them next week, and we're going back to 2001. We are going to the, do the debut albumer, albumer, albumer from Falcon. No, the debut album from Falconer. Uh, their self-titled release. Um, I remember vividly when this came out. I was in college, and I remember hearing um, the first track, Upon the Grave of Guilt, for the first time. And I won't say anything else, but I, I remember hearing this for the first time, and I think it is a really good request because it is a band that is often overlooked, uh, but there's, by myself included, I want to be clear, like I've kind of overlooked some of their material, but this album I, I happen to know quite well, and I look forward to going back and listening to it again. Yeah, this is this is such a funny band for me because 
I really like their first album and their last two albums, and yeah. I didn't really listen to anything in the middle. Um, same. There's, a, same. there's some songs I love um, from chapters of uh, From a Veil Forlorn, like Enter the Glade and, and The Clarion Call, and, um, you know, Catch the Shadows and Tower of the Queen from the North Wind album. Um and uh, and Man of the Hour, which was on the um, Among Beggars and Thieves album, was probably my favorite Falconer song ever. But like, I don't know the the rest of the albums. It's just these songs that I kind of listen to in in preparation of seeing them live for the first and last time. Um, I, I just it was just this first album and those last two albums are really the only ones I ever got into start to finish. So. Um, I think this is a band that definitely deserves discussion. And I know our friend, Justin Westmoreland um, had asked us a long time ago to, uh, to talk about this band. So, um, and amongst others. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk about them. Looking forward to it. Um, I can't believe it's been over 20 years since this album came out. And I, I guess not only am I showing my age, but like, I, when you just have vivid memories of hearing something for the first time and then looking back and realizing it was more than two decades, it's a bit sobering. Uh, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, look forward to covering it uh, in long form next week. And then uh, it'll be uh, your turn to pick something. Keep the requests coming. As I said earlier, I have a laundry list. We will get to all of them. And like I said, we may just start sprinkling in some others uh, here and there just to catch up with some of these. But keep them coming. We look forward to it. And we will catch you. Uh, we will catch you in February with some Falconer. Yep, and then uh, the week after, we will talk about Camelot's Dominion album from <laughs> yeah. 1996. Spoiler! Uh, <laughs> enjoy the week, bud. I will talk to you sooner rather than later. All right. See, look at how what a great mood I'm in because I spent all week listening to more on Police. So <laughs> there it, you it, go. It works. I love it. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. <laughs>